Mantla Shongwe on SAFM. Driving a Makwaikwai, driving in hills, one and only Vui Mpofu on Friday night. Good evening, Vui. Hey, Mantla, how are you doing? I'm well, thanks. How about you? I'm all right, thank you. How, how's it going? Uh, day one? Um, It's quite normal, actually. I work from home most of the time, so it's been quite, you know, fun to discover that my working from home is actually called quarantine. So um, there's not much difference. <laughs> so you have been doing it. Yeah, I've been doing it. <laughs> are you getting calls, though, from friends and colleagues who are experiencing this for the first time in this kind of situation who just want to talk just to keep the mind busy? Yeah, yeah, which is actually quite nice, you know, because at this time you would think that people are more, you know, self-centric. And um, it's actually quite nice to be able to not even WhatsApp, no SMSs. Now you want to hear voices. You know, you want to hear if this person is going to cough or not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, because the people might be sick and not know it or not want to share it. But at least, you know, when you hear a voice, you're like, okay, this person is okay. Yeah. And yourself, are people looking after you? Uh, I'm trying to behave. Um, you know, you get called to order. I mean, even my mother called me, you know. I was like, hey, are you behaving? I'm like, yeah, I'm uh, <laughs> It's all good, ma'am. No worries. And it's like, you better, ne? You better. <laughs> Because what 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 is also great in a way is, is that everybody is on this. Everybody understands what's going on. It's mm. only a few people who I don't know what they're thinking. Mm. Uh, but all of us understand now. The communication I think has been fantastic across the board. Yep. Government has really been on the ball with this, which is yep. lovely. All of us know. Now the responsibility is in our hands now to do the right thing because. Yep. Uh, um, the, we can't wait until it hits closer to home. That kind of mentality shouldn't really apply. It shouldn't, but our numbers are going up. And if I may jump straight into our first topic, now that I've got you, now that you've actually started it, about people who are not complying, we've got a slight problem with the taxi drivers. Eesh. Yep. <laughs> taxi drivers are still on the road, and um, their directive is actually that they can only carry up to seven passengers. Mm. But, yeah, that's not actually happening. And their argument is, listen, we're not going to waste the petrol. We're not going to waste the petrol just to carry seven people. You guys are not serious. We know we've got things to do and, you know, kids to put through school. Not that anybody else doesn't. But they've been quite defiant, and I think the police are going to be moving in on them. So if there are any taxi drivers, um, and there's a difference between taxi drivers and taxi owners. Mm. The taxi drivers have put the blame squarely on the taxi owners and said, you know what, these guys want their money, and what do I do if I only have seven people? And um, the Houting MEC for Health um, basically answered them and said, well, we'll go after the owners which is you know, quite a nice sentiment. My question, though, is, Madam MAC, if we can't get you know, taxi drivers to pay their traffic fines, um, I'd very much like to tag along when they go to you know, query them about carrying more than seven passengers. Um, um, oh, you know, speaking about taxi drivers, uh, I wonder if it's them alone who are being defined, because we as, as commuters as well can insist um, if you think of a scenario, how many times have we forced yeah. to overload the taxi because we are late or it's late and the taxi driver says, no, 
it's uh, you know 16 people yeah. but we insist on getting in because we just want to mm. get home i wonder if that also comes into play that also passengers uh, in some way are, are making this happen Oh, yes, absolutely. And a very um, a good example of that is what's happening in Swane. Well, what was happening in Swane today, we um, passengers were basically stranded. And they were like, look, there are not enough taxis to get us back home. We are still working. We're in the shops. Um, and we need to get back home. And we can't just have seven people when, you know, we've got a limited time to be with our families. So, yeah, it is um, an effort not just from the taxi owner, taxi drivers, as well as commuters. Hey. Uh, it's 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 rough because the one thing it's the the, the roads are empty. Mm. It's one car there, one car there, and uh, also a friend of mine and I um, were talking on the phone. They're driven past, uh, I think, the N3 just after the mm-hmm. Elands interchange on the way to Alberton. Somewhere there, there was an accident, and with clear roads. Well, and you wonder how that happened because freeways are literally empty. Well, that could be probably a case of, you know, losing control of the car or a car that's not well maintained. For instance, if the car didn't have, you know, if the tires didn't have sufficient tread and, um, you know, the driver needed to apply the brakes, the car simply didn't hold. Or if it's just, you know, basically faulty. We spoke about this last week. Remember that yes. people shouldn't um, use this time not to take their cars in for service. Just check, you know, with your um, dealership. And um, in fact, most dealerships that I know have communicated in as much as they can with their customers um, and put up, you know, communication numbers or whatever it is so that they don't void their warranties whilst, you know, um, this period of the lockdown. Because at the same time, you shouldn't void your warranty because you shouldn't be going anyway. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, yeah, Now, yeah. Uh, while on, on, on the subject, motorists are behaving, uh, but uh, I must confess as well, I saw a number of cars with more than one passenger because obviously small cars, uh, it's supposed to be one passenger in the car. There's still a few people who are not adhering to this. Yeah, I suppose. We are going to get one of those, um, you know, a couple of those. That's where the police and um, are going to come into effect and, you know, crack down. I don't know if you've seen any of the videos that are going around of what some of the law enforcement are doing in other parts of the, of the world, like India, for instance. I just saw the most hilariously sad video clip where they're basically beating the crap oh, out of people in the they're, street. they're shambocking people who are They are shambocking people. Goodness me. And it's, it was quite funny. I was thinking, what if that is your dad and you're watching this thing and it goes viral? That's your father. But maybe they had a good reason to, you know, leave the house. And that brings us to, you know, talking about people who still need to travel during this lockdown period um, for essential purposes, of course. So you've got um, taxi services like uh, Abort, Taxifier, Bolt, you know, those kind of guys. Yes. They have basically been given permission to only travel between five and 9 in the morning and between 4 and 8 in the evening from the 27th of March until the 16th of April. And they can only carry one passenger per car or two if it's one of those bigger, you know, um, classified cars, the XLs. Um, I'm not quite sure what that classification is. And the only reason that you are able to go anywhere is for medical um, purposes, um, to get, you know, groceries, your social grants, you know, that type of thing. Mm. Um, And at that if you are going for work, you need a letter from your employer or who would in turn, I think, provide you with a permit. Um, and if it's for yourself, 
you need to basically come, you know, have a, a self, you have to write yourself a declaration. So it basically says, I, Mandla, am going to that shop to buy two loaves of bread and a pint of milk. Um, and you need to come back, you know, the route that you use is obviously the route that you're going to come back, you know, um, on, and you need to produce your receipts and all that kind of stuff. So it's actually quite hectic. But yeah. back to these um, taxi services, they have masks, gloves, sanitizers and all that, and they have been, you know, trained to wipe the cars down in between, you know, trips. Not that there are going to be many of those, but just to give us peace of mind. Awesome belief. Now... Other people in other professions always say chicken or beef, and in your profession, yeah. we say petrol or diesel. <laughs> yes. Well, that's obviously going to depend on what type of a car you're driving. Yeah. So, what kind of a car do you drive, and is it petrol or diesel? Yeah, uh, me, I've been, I've been a petrol head. Well, we also call ourselves petrol heads, even though sometimes we drive diesel. So, <laughs> what's your what's your preference? It's, it's, well, it's always been petrol, but um, I hear a lot of people uh, talking about diesel, and they, they they speak, you know, highly of diesel and, and the likes, which mm. reminds me of a story just the other day. A guy was driving a huge SUV, and he was pouring diesel for twenty bucks, <laughs> and the petrol attendant was not impressed. I think that's very difficult to control on the pump. Look, um, diesel used to be much cheaper than petrol, but now that is slowly, you know, changing. And as we have fluctuating um, fuel prices, um, you know, sometimes diesel is far exceeds, you know, the price of petrol. In fact, we might be getting another petrol price um, adjustment coming up. And it looks like it's going down by whole one rand, 90, 94, something like that. So that's going to be great, which is fantastic, you know, during a time that you're not meant to be going anywhere anyway. So I hope it lasts, you know, from when the time the um, lockdown is is lifted. True that, true that. So for you, is it uh, diesel or petrol? Oof, it depends on the car, you know. Mm. Depends on the car. There are, and of course, with distances. For me, um, I always get much more out of my tank when I'm driving a diesel and I'm going long distance. When I talk long distance, I'm talking about, you know, 900 k's one way. Um, so you do get those, those vehicles that will give you, you know, quite a, a bit of, you know, k's out of your tank. And then with petrol, for me, it would have to be a sports car. I love sports cars. I love fast cars. Um, so obviously with a petrol, you know, it just feels much better when you're driving fast, you know, a fast car um, on petrol as opposed to diesel. So that means you must have two cars, eh? One petrol, one diesel. And the bike. Don't forget my bike. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In fact, we wanted to know the reasons why more ladies should be riding these bikes. Please <laughs> tell us. Do you ride? I'm yet to learn. Okay. I'm yet to learn. I haven't ridden a bicycle in a while, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to be quite uh, some time of learning. Okay. So you but I'd love to know to, though, how to ride a bicycle. Yes. Right? At least. Yeah, still remember how. Okay, that's great, because it's going to help with your balance. If you don't know how to ride a bicycle, it's going to be a bit of a challenge. (laughs) But look, more women should be riding bikes, uh, motorcycles, because it just gives us a sense of independence. I started riding, I've been threatening myself to ride for a very long time. And I eventually got my, you know, learners mid last year sometime. And then I got a bike from Honda South Africa um, three months ago, which is basically what I've been riding. And I haven't driven many cars because I've been on a bike. I've actually put almost 5,000 k's on my bike Excellent. in three months, which is quite a bit. 
Um, but the reason that I think more women should ride motorcycles is because it just gives you a sense of independence. It also um, it helps you to get over some of the fears that you do, that you know that you might be battling with. Um, and it is very liberating. Let me put it that way. There's something about biker chicks. <laughs> when you walk into a room, people just give you away. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but um, it has its pros and cons. Let's put it that way. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, when you talk about biker chicks, I, I think in many areas, I don't know if you've experienced this, ladies who ride bikes when they walk into a room, brothers stand up and <laughs> listen and pay attention and start speaking in harsh tones. Thinking what? It's like, baby, to You know? <laughs> Trust you, man. That's you. You're just like covering it up by making it sound like a multitude, but that's actually you who thinks that. Um, but yeah, look, um, nobody messes with us, okay? Yeah. Nobody messes with the biker chick because you don't know, you know? But I think the, 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 the um, what's the word? The, the mystery, if I can use that word, yeah. um, is because. Lots of people don't know how to ride bikes, and they think it's you know a dangerous thing to do. I, I Just like you, anything else, it has its dangers. Sorry, Manta. I think you ladies make these bikes classy. There's the, there's the little je ne sais quoi you put into biking. <laughs> uh, that that I think a lot of male bikers would love to emulate, but they can't. It's it's just uniquely ladies. Mm, you're right. You know what? I, I, I thought because I ride a bike, my bike is blue, okay? It's a road bike. It's a 750cc. That's my first bike. Um, so firstly, when I talk about women riding bikes, we're not talking about little scooters, you know, know. and pizza delivery stuff. We're talking bikes, all right? Not little tutus, ne? No, not, not little tutus, no. We're talking, you know, probably. <laughs> but I thought it was because of my pink gloves, because I'm, I'm kind of decked out in pink. I ride with pink gloves, and I actually have a tutu. You know, a ballerina tutu? Yeah, yeah. I've Cheers. got a little pink tutu wow. that I wear when, over my, my gear. And the reason for that is for visibility. You wouldn't believe it. I thought it was a joke. I just thought, you know what? I just want to be different. I'm on a bike anyway, so why don't I just, you know, go all out? Um, but I find that people actually see me. And they smile, they laugh, but they're actually much more courteous. But to your point, um, I don't think guys could pull off a tutu. You'll be very surprised, we. You'll be <laughs> very surprised. We can learn these things, you know. That's you very just gotta true. teach us. That's very true. I thought we had a voice. I thought we had some. A couple of friends of mine have threatened to send me voice notes um, and say why they think women should ride bikes. Do we have any? We have. Let, 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 let's let's uh, hit it, Braslai. Hi guys, my name is Omnone Deli. Others know me by the guy on bike. Um, why do I think uh, women should ride motorcycles? Wow, okay. Um, firstly, I think um, a motorcycle gives you a sense of independence, you know, uh, a sense of braveness. So I think if women could start doing that, uh, they'll be more independent. Um, uh, brave, um, uh, you know, they can take a risk, you know, that kind of stuff. And also, you know, like uh, not always to be seen uh, as a pillion and stuff like that. So, I mean, um, why not try and ride motorcycles? I think it would be nice to have more women on the road riding. I know there's a few, uh, one of them being Vui once I rode with her. Yeah, so she is... Uh, She's quite good as well. 
So, I mean, like, uh, why not we have some more? That's the question. Why don't you have some more? Is there a reason why you chose blue? We? No, that was the bike I was given. Oh, okay. But um, I, now that I've, I've gotten used to my bike, because it's like it's a, it's a bit of a short bike, I had to have it lowered. One of the reasons that a lot of women might not be comfortable or, or look to getting onto a bike themselves is because bikes are generally high, yeah? Right. The seat is quite high. I, my bike was a little bit high. I, I, when I first uh, rode, um, I must tell you the story, Mandela, I got a bike, I got, I got my bike, and a couple of days later, a friend of mine said, let's go to the city. I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, right. Not a good idea. I fell all over the place, but mostly because my back was too high, so I couldn't put my feet on the ground, and that's oh, yeah. one of the reasons that a lot of women don't ride. So I had to have my back lowered. But my bike is blue, it's lowered, and because it's, no, it's so stocky and much lower than standard bikes, I've decided to call it the Blue Wildebeest, which is, of course, you know, something very South African. So I've, I've, I really like my blue bike. So you, you drop suspension <laughs> on the bike. I thought they did yeah. it on cars. <laughs> You can only drop it so much, otherwise, you know, it's obviously going to hit your back and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, you can't drop it like a, you know, like one of those... Uh, you drop uh, it like it's hot, eh? Yeah. You drop it like it's hot. No, but uh, <laughs> ladies look fantastic in, in on motorbikes, really and truly. <laughs> it's it's no joke. So you can give you can give us lessons. Me and the team, Tabelo, Mbapuli, Sylvester Komane, will be good students. Yeah, um, I'm sure you will, guys. I'm sure you will. We'll, we'll the problem with you is that you guys want to ride fast, and that's where the danger comes in. You guys get addicted to the speed once you've got the basics, and next thing you just want to take off. Women are more cautious, believe it or not. You see, that's why there should be more of you on the road. Yeah. Four by four. Do you really need that big car? Yeah. A, a little boy, my my area calls it a four times four. Loves them to bits. Four times four. Mm. That's a sweet. <laughs> he loves, he loves one brand. That thing is oh. is, is uh, you know th- those big Fords, the current ones, those huge oh, ones. Oh, yes. That boy is seven years old. When he sees that thing, he goes locker. And his <laughs> father must save money and buy one because that boy wants that car. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, look, 4x4, um, you know, it's a bit of a moral dilemma at the moment because of the whole world going, you know, towards the green aspect of things. Mm. Um, and not many 4x4s are green, electric, or hybrid for that matter. Mm. But here in South Africa, in Africa, we need workhorses, yeah? So uh, 4x4 is generally a double cab that you would find in most families that works as a family vehicle as well. And it also, you know, works on you know, the farm or whatever the case might be. Yeah. The reason that you might want to look into having a 4x4 is because of its um, different, you know, uh, its multi-purpose. But also from a security point of view or a safety point of view, I find that when I drive, you know, higher standing vehicles, I've got a better command of, you know, what's happening around me, Okay. Also, right. when you're stopping at the traffic lights or the intersections, um, you can you're actually on eye level with the guys, you know, selling, you know, pens and kitchen towels mm-hmm, and whatever mm-hmm. else they might be selling. So you don't feel unsafe, um, but they are not meant to be used for, you know, climbing pavements and you know, <laughs> you know, damaging infrastructure that kind of stuff. And just driving through water and splashing everybody else because the car is higher. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I've seen a few brothers showing off because that beast just says, you want to have me. 
It says what? Sorry. You know, if you don't have it and the brother shows shows it off, you feel like you want to have yeah. one as well. All right. Yeah. 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 I think it's the new sex symbol, depending on the brand that you drive. Um, it's <laughs> brawny. It's it's athletic. It's big. You know. Um, and yeah, it actually uh, commands quite a, a a bit of a head turn, and it has a powerful stance, whichever four by four it might be. And they're not cheap, hey? They're not That's cheap. True. That's true. So. so so yeah. the, 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 the new craze now, it's not going to be what German sedan you're driving. It's going to be what 4x4 are you driving. I think we're already, you know, there, particularly with the vehicle that you're talking about, the seven-year-old, yes. you know, that vehicle. I mean, lots of men and women, you know, basically go weak at the knees when they see that one. Um, but, so, yeah. But just like bags, if a sister is in that car, mm. uh, the brothers just stand still and salute. You do, you think? Yeah. I'm not quite convinced, and I'll tell you why. Because I find a lot of women, and I do driver training for women, particularly in 4 by 4s because right. of exactly what we're talking about. Um, I find quite a few women are still very um, hesitant because they feel that the cars are big and long, you know? Mm. And um, you find women not sitting correctly in that, in, the, in that car. So they sit too close to the steering wheel as if they're sitting on the dashboard. You know, that kind of proximity, which is, very uncomfortable, which is a very uncomfortable driving position. Um, but the 4x4 is one of the very few vehicles you'll find guys like you, Mandra, you know, driving with the seat blade back. <laughs> that, I find very back. that I find very difficult. That I find very difficult. This thing of slouching back, of driving with your back, I know. I find it lean very difficult. Back, eh? mm, this lean back and look hip type of thing with yeah. your your dark glasses, it doesn't work. For it's me. not safe. I, it's not safe. It just doesn't work. I feel very uncomfortable. It's almost like I'm not in total control of the car. You're not. <laughs> That's why it's not safe. You are not. Oh, I know. Not for me. See bonga. <laughs> Glad to hear it. Vui, thank you. Look after you. I will. And please adhere to your mom's scolding and look after yourself as well. Hey, it's hard, but hey, when mom speaks, I tulam sindo. I listen because my mother will give you a long lecture until you start crying. And she says, <laughs> oh, I'm just talking. <laughs> yeah, we know. We know our mamas, our African mamas. Mm-hmm. So yeah. put you in line with just a look. Yeah. Sorted. Done. Yeah, done. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're very thanks, my sister. Have a fabulous weekend. Thank you, we'll and take care, everybody on the road. Lovely, thank you. That's a motoring journalist at the Driving with Hills. Vuyimpofu there. You heard, sisters. Get on those bikes, brothers. If you want to improve your scorecard, maybe the next gift should be a motorbike. How about that? It's quarter to nine on SFM.